0: The most
2: legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go!
0: And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
2: What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy Rico, back at it again Welcome to another edition of Rico Report Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics Welcome, it's Friday night folks You guys can be anywhere else, but you guys are here with your boy. And I appreciate it Most nights, Friday night is usually my weekend, my weekend starts But I decided to do an overtime shift So tonight I gotta go into work uh, So, a bit of a later start, but I had to, you know what I, mean, I got, I gotta get to sleep, man Overnight shift, if you guys are shift workers, you guys already know. If, you, if you're if you not built for it, you ain't going to laugh. And you know what I'm saying? I've been doing it for years now, but got to get to sleep. But I had to come on to the show because I have a special guest coming on. My man Kevin was supposed to come on, but he's belly up to a bar somewhere in Ottawa. So it's all good. But I got my homie... Jonah Parisky, uh we've been, we've been boys for a long time, man, a long time so uh, he'll be joining us, he is a Dolphins fan, if you guys love Kevin, you guys are gonna love Jonah I'll tell you that right now, man, I, I try to surround myself with good people, you know what I'm saying, so that's my guy so let me turn this down a little bit, so I wanna welcome everybody uh, to the show, whether you tuned in from YouTube, tuned in from Facebook Twitter, tuned in from freaking podcast oh, form either way, I'm showing love what's good What's happening, folks? We know what the deal is, man. We have a huge ass freaking game against the Dolphins, and this game is important because we win this game, we clinch a playoff berth, a playoff berth for the fifth straight year, and it's been a long time, man. Like this is this is '90s vibes, Bills. You know what I'm saying I try not to associate these new Bills with the old Bills because I'm just you know you guys already know how I feel. That's the stench of the '90s. We ain't trying to have that. We can we can reminisce a little bit, but I ain't trying to go back to the 90s. But this is reminiscent of the 90s Bills because this is the time where they're they're putting up dubs. They're winning. So right now, we've got four straight winning seasons. Sean McDermott at the helm doing his thing. Got to love it. We're going for number five. Drive for five. That's exactly what we got to do. So um, we've got some things. We got some things to talk about. But without further ado, I got I to gotta bring my man on. Uh, his name is Jonah. And I've known Jonah since, I think we were like 12, 13, 11, 12, 13, around that time. Uh, so we've uh, we've always kept in touch. You know, Facebook is great for that, by the way. Facebook is great. But anyway, without further ado, let me bring my man on, Jonah. Jonah, what's good? What's happening? How you doing?
0: What is up, Rico? Great to be on the show, man. Thank you for the invite. I have been waiting for this for so long, so I am stoked to be on the show. What is up, my man? No better I'm, way to spend a Friday night.
2: I am freaking great. Listen. <clears throat> Jonah gave up Raptors tickets. Jonah lives in Toronto right now. He used to be in Ottawa. He's living in Toronto right now. So he gave up Raptors tickets to be on the show with your boy. So I got to appreciate it. Because Raptors, you can't, you can't give up a Raptors ticket, man. And who are the Raptors playing tonight?
0: I'm playing the Nets. But I had committed to you. I'm a man of my word. I'm not going to bail on the show. So you. plus, you, I would prefer to do this than a Raptors game. So I love it, man.
2: You, bailed, here, you, bailed, man. On, you bailed on Kyrie and you bailed on KD. Man, that's tough. That's tough. That's love. That's what I call love. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on. Obviously, um, we are going to get into. I'm a huge fan. Love it! I freaking I'm pumped right now. So let's let's get right into it. I want to get right into it because I, I have a I have a, like I'm annoyed. Can I can I explain to you why I'm annoyed? And I'm not annoyed sure. with someone in particular, but just this this person starting to kind of annoy me. He started to irritate me. You know what I'm saying? Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's cool and I like him because he's he's quirky. He's quirky. He's he's like he's got that nerdy, cool, you know, funny vibe. But then him walking around and and it, I need it colder. I'm just sick and tired of this. Everybody's making a storyline of how cold it's gonna be. It's football. I'm sorry, but it's football. Play ball. I don't give I don't think these players give a damn how cold it is. For the first three minutes, they're gonna be like, ooh, it's cold. And now it's football time, but they're making media is making it such a big deal but now more specifically mike mcdaniel as because you've had some you've had some doozies uh you've had coach Gase, which was an utter disaster (laughs) um and you you flores wasn't so bad but then he it just turned terrible and then he had to go and now mike mcdaniels how refreshing is it as a dolphins fan to have mike mcdaniels as your coach and are you liking what you're seeing from the vibe the culture the team i need to hear from a Dolphins fan
0: how could you not like love, love Mike McDaniels? He is a one of a kind personality. it's It's hard to believe he's actually a head coach of an NFL team. He reminds me of like a clerk at like a record store or something. You know? You go yeah. into the store. He's got all the musical recommendations. you talk talk music with him. Like I, I'm in love with the guy. Um, he can do no wrong. And uh, I that was the guy I wanted to hire, and we I, I think we picked the right guy. Today, I mean tomorrow, that is the test for Mike McDaniel because the Chargers he was badly outcoached last week, mm. and the question is, can he adjust this week? This is the first real <laughs> test of the Mike McDaniel era.
2: I love it because I've got I've got some key matchups that I want. I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna put on the screen just a little later, but I, I've got some key matchups. But as I'm talking to you right now, and I don't know whether you've gotten this before, but I mean we've known each other for a long time because now we've got some facial hair. I'm saying the voice has dropped a little bit but you give me Dan Orlovsky vibes. I'm just getting this right now. Have you gotten this yet or no?
0: Uh, we've both been responsible for bad safeties. So <laughs> I'm no one's ever compared me to Dan Orlovsky, but uh, I'll take it as a compliment.
2: Listen, I'm, I like I'm, I'm talking to Dan Orlovsky Jr. right now. I'm telling you right now. So uh, we'll, we'll, and we'll take it. We'll take our Dan Orlovsky Jr. right now. So let's get right into it. I want to talk about AFC. <clears throat> so we'll talk about the AFC East, and then we'll kind of branch off into the AFC and the playoff picture and what it's looking like. So let's start with the Patriots. The Patriots, I don't know how you feel with the Patriots, but the Patriots, right from the go, from offseason, it was a mess. It's like no offensive coordinator. Their draft was horrible, and they, they don't have Tom Brady. Mac- Macaroni Jones is their starting quarterback, although he had a really good r- rookie really season. Good rookie. He was their bright spot. But bright spot. what what is it about these it Patriots? About are, you, are you buying it? Because you're still in the playoff hunt.
0: The, the Patriots, I don't – they're not they, – they can't compete with Buffalo. They're not a Super Bowl contender. But they can certainly pass the Dolphins in the standings. That game in two weeks makes me extremely nervous. I actually kind of like the way Mac Jones is pe- playing. He's showing some passion, some fire. And I think the offense is getting better. They're starting to kind of find an identity. So the Patriots make me nervous. That game in two weeks is by no means a – um a cakewalk, uh, a layup. No, oh, not at so all. He, I, I think he, Mac Jones is getting better.
2: Hold on. What is it? What is it about? <laughs> you know what? I love this. I got a comment coming in. Dave Buffalo operator says, Yo, he gives me Dan Orlovsky, Michael Rappaport, <laughs> <laughs> gives me Ian Rappaport vibes. I, I'm, listen, I, I actually, I'm with that vibe. There's a mixture here. I like it. They're like a morph version of Ian Rappaport and, and Dan Orlovsky. I, 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 I F with that. Um, but let's Michael keep going. let's keep going though these patriots because i would have i I would never guessed that the patriots would worry you why the patriots what is it about the patriots that has you kind like like, it's not a layup
0: i i think they're starting to figure things out on offense they had a bad showing against buffalo but i thought mac jones showed a lot in that thursday night game admittedly i did not watch the game on on monday but the pundits were saying that he actually played reasonably well and so why 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 would you ever second guess Belichick
2: because Belichick is a Belichick. is a shell of himself in, in my opinion he's just he you can make these risky moves right when you have a franchise quarterback you can get away with certain things like Buffalo right now can make risky moves because they have Josh Allen but when you don't it's like if Bills had Nate Peterman as their quarter Nate Peterman if you had Nate Peterman as your quarterback you can't make risky moves because you that guy is the one that's going to lead your team so tom tom brady was the guy that kind of was like right you can make these moves but i still got you so you can't make you can't have joe judge and matt patricia as your offensive coordinator without a franchise freaking quarterback but you did it you pulled it off you pulled it off and right now you're on the brink of being kicked out of the playoffs or maybe making it who knows but um nervous i'm surprised you guys are nervous because athletically you guys beat them no problem Offensive to line has improved vastly. Uh, Teron, I think Teron Amstead, Teron Amstead is, is recovering from his injury. I'm not sure what's going on He's,
0: with that. He, he had a terrible game last week. He was he, an injured Teron Armstead is worse than a healthy Greg Little. Did you, if you watch the, the film from last week, Teron Armstead was awful, awful, getting mm-hmm. pancaked, uh, whiffing on blocks. That was, that was a troubling performance. He should not have played last week. He should have rested up and, um, got ready for this game i'm worried that he actually re-aggravated his pec and he he might have actually injured his knee as well so armstead did not play well he is at 50 percent maybe so the offensive line there's serious questions about the offensive line can't really run the ball mm-hmm. not a lot of depth
2: really uh, we're, we're gonna get yeah. into that we're gonna get into that so patriots you're worried about the Patriots. we'll see how that plays out they still have hope uh to make the playoffs right now they're seven and six uh, so are the New York Jets, and you face them both. Um, and uh, and obviously you face but, you know that's a tough stretch, man. <laughs> but the AFC East a very tough stretch it was tougher than people anticipated. We did I if you told me there'd be a winning a winning team, all teams if we have a winning record with four games left in the freaking season, I would have called get the heck out of here. I would have said no way, but we are where we are. So New England, you've got a little bit of trepidation on the New England. Let's go to New York yes. Jets because that's where I feel. That's the challenge. So New York Jets, your thoughts on the New York Jets led by, and I don't know if you see them differently, but led by Mike White or Zach Wilson, your thoughts on the Jets.
0: If, if Mike White is able to play the last game of the season, um, I, I think the Jets are a superior team and that, you know, it, it, it'd be funny because I think there's going to be a big showdown week 18 between Miami and New York. The winner takes the playoff spot and that wouldn't be the first time or or the first time that the Jets have basically uh ended our hopes at a playoff spot. It happened in 2013 with Geno Smith, uh, and it could happen again.
2: And it, and it and you had an opportunity to make the playoffs, maybe I think it was like two or three years ago, um, against uh the Bills. Uh, what happened that game? Um which which game was that? It was like uh you guys needed oh, really? to win. Was- and and something happened. Um did you guys score a lot of points or not? It was not that game.
0: No, it was, you know, many seasons have died in <laughs> Orchard Park, New York. Many seasons. And we can go through them all. 2020, that was, firstly, what killed that season right. was COVID. No, nobody talks about this, but do you recall the game before um, the Bills game when Fitzpatrick subbed in for Tua? Flores had yanked Tua. And then Fitzpatrick had that miracle play when he threw it. Down the sideline as his Face Max. Oh, yeah, his yes, he, yeah, 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 yeah. So Tua had slumped all game. Flores yanks him, puts in uh Fitz, sparks the team, leads a comeback. But then so he so Fitz was definitely going to start the following week after that performance in the second half. Right. But then he enters the COVID protocol. He gets COVID. Oh, that's right. We have to start Tua he completely unravels and we missed the playoffs. If if it had started that game, the Dolphins would have made the playoffs. We had to sit there watch Tua throw three interceptions and, and you're watching Matt Barkley oh, throwing dimes to Isaiah McKenzie. It was a nightmare. It it was it was worse against backups. <laughs> and and that has happened so many times. So you you're not if if you don't expect the Dolphins to completely unravel you haven't been a fan long enough because this has been going on since I've been a fan, which is approaching 28 years.
2: Okay, so this is this is fantastic. So uh, for, let, let me let me let's finish on the jet. We're going to go to the Jets and then we we'll are go to the Dolphins because I, I need I need it. So um, what scares you about the Jets?
0: The corners. I think the Chargers introduced the blueprint, which is man coverage, get physical with those receivers. And if you can rush four, you can get pressure on Tua, right? So they have the corners to get physical with Tyreek and uh, Jalen, Sauce, yeah. DJ Reed. And they have a great pass rush. Huff, um, Lawson, mean, yep. Quinn Williams. Lock,
2: yeah, so they, 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 they,
0: they can generate a pass rush without much of a blitz. They can get physical with our receivers. Waddle, as good as he is, he has trouble getting off the jam. There, There, there is some film where he's from last week where he's 10 yards upfield. And still not off the jam, Damn. so th- the Jets have the personnel to match up with Miami. Um, I think Sala is, a, is is smart schematically. So th- that game, the only thing that gives me some hope for that game is that Zach Wilson might be the starter. And if Zach Wilson's the starter, we have a shot. But if it's we- Mike White, the legend Mike White, I'm worried. <laughs> I I don't I don't. We could lose the final four games of the season. To, to to cap off one of the great collapses in Dolphins history. And that's saying something. I, I Before the Chargers game uh, on uh, Sunday, I'm watching the pregame show and they're saying, look, there's an 87% chance that the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. They had one of their like advanced stats yeah, guys yeah. doing um, a segment. Yeah, yeah. I'm like 87%? Like, have you followed this team for the last 28 years? It's like 50-50 at best. And now now I don't think it's, I think it's closer to 25, 30%. I am deeply, deeply concern and i think it starts tomorrow
2: so we're this is perfect story because we're gonna go right into dolphins by the way if 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 i'm echoing uh folks you guys let me know if i'm echoing i'm gonna try to fix that echo i know i got a comment someone mentioned that i was echoing so if i'm echoing uh let me know uh by the way do me a favor also smash the like for my man jonah jonah's coming through and he's 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 bringing a vibe right now and i'm loving it so jonah we got to get into dolphins talk man because i sense that there is a lack of confidence in your dolphins. I sense that you believe just a tiny belief that we're gonna screw this up. <laughs> we're gonna screw this up and we're gonna miss the playoffs. Are you sensing that? Do you feel that? Or is there is the confidence much higher on the end of we're making the freaking playoffs and we're gonna be trouble for teams? They don't want to play us in the playoffs because we're gonna be ready. Cause Tua, Mr. Accuracy himself is gonna lead us and we're gonna handle business. We just paid. Uh, Chubb, a hundred, a hundred million dollars. We got this. We got a pass rush. Uh, Phillips is killing it right now. Wilkins is that guy in the middle. We got this. Or are you like, mm, but I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I need, I need your thoughts, man. Help me out.
0: I'm well as a fan. I mean, I'm haunted by the the collapses of seasons past. But at the moment, I mean, what do you need to do to win? in December, in cold weather, in the playoffs. You need to be balanced on offense. We have arguably the worst rushing game in the NFL. You think so? so? We're dealing with a questionable quarterback, a quarterback who hasn't proven anything in the elements without the assistance of a uh, a running game or, or a tight end. I mean, the, the Shanahan offense, it's predicated around running the football and feeding the tight end. We don't have that. We've got some who's nice weapons. Sorry? Who is that on, though? Who's, who's, who's to blame for that? Say it. It's, it's the personnel. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, the per, it's Chris Greer,
2: but... No! It's, it's, your, it's your head coach. You have Mike Gusecki, one of the more athletic tight ends in the game. You just came from a George Kittle. And George Kittle is great. And Mike Gusecki's no he's no slouch. But you guys are disrespecting Mike Gusecki like he's nothing. And then you guys want to talk about well, well we just, it's your play calling is your guy, McDaniels. You should be able to take full advantage of it. Lewis Riddick said it. You guys focus way too much on Tyreek Hill. And it's a yep. politics thing. In my opinion, it's a politics thing. You just pay this guy 25, almost $30 million a year, right? He's got 70 mil plus guaranteed. You can't bring him here and not give him the football. You got to do it. And now, but and this is the thing: you bring in more weapons, others suffer. But Mike Koseki's is taking the most suffering out of the whole team. This guy, you guys have made this guy become like a scrub, and he's not. I find that very bizarre. But anyways, and and I mentioned, and I'm looking up the stats right now. And you mentioned you can't run the ball. I find that very interesting that you said that because you guys have Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, which I think is a is a very good back in my opinion. I wanted Raheem Mostert in in free agency, but y'all scooped his ass up. But you guys feel you can't run the ball. I need to know more about this. Tell, tell me more.
0: I I don't know why we can't run the football. I think um, one of the theories is that the op- we're trying to run too much outside mm-hmm. zone. And we don't have our, our offensive linemen. They don't have the athleticism to run the outside zone. So they're, mm-hmm. they're whiffing on blocks. Guys are penetrating. And these plays are going nowhere. So, I mean, that's, that's the reason, is that it's really the, the, the lack of athleticism on the offensive line. We can run inside zone fairly well. I know Robert Hunt, is a, he's a physical kind of mauling type, Connor Williams. But when we're trying to bounce it to the outside, that's when we have issues. So we have to focus on inside zone to have any sort of success at all uh, running the football. And I, mean, and I think another reason, and no one's talking about this, is that I think Mike McDaniel is tipping the plays with personnel. Because every so often, he'll take Reek and Waddle out of the game. He'll add Shurfield. He'll put in Durham Smythe. So you know you're running the football. The personnel is tipping whether or not we're running or throwing. If Gesicki's on the field, it's a pass because he can't block. So I I think there's something going on there where personnel is sort of indicating whether it's a run or a pass.
2: Well, and I think the Chargers may have kind of – if it was tipping – he, he it was he was tipping the plays and so on and so forth. I think Coach uh, Coach uh, Staley with the Chargers tipped the whole thing over and be like, "Yo, I know how to stop, you It's about pressing your asses, and obviously they had a decent pass rush to get after Tua and make him uncomfortable. I mean, Tua went ten for twenty eight, one hundred forty seven yards. It's 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 unbecoming if you're try, if you can't have those type of numbers, yeah, type of numbers if so. you're if you're pushing for a playoff spot. Uh, Lord yeah. knows we've been there as well, Bills fans. Where we're used to 300-yard games, and then when Allen throws for like $1.50, $200, we lose our minds. Myself included. We're like, what the hell is going on? And, and we start questioning everything. So I totally get it. Um, but I, I hear your concerns. Are you more concerned with the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball? I'm curious about that.
0: It's it's tough. I think the defense has actually played reasonably well the last couple of weeks. It's just they've been hung out to dry by the offense because yeah. the offense they two to one time of possession. So that's why I, I actually think tomorrow I'm worried about the game, but I think it'll be pretty close because Buffalo hasn't been that explosive offensively.
2: Hmm. Well, this is perfect because we're now going to get into the Buffalo talk. Yeah. So you don't seem as fearful. Of the Bills. I think you, it sounds like you're more fearful of the Jets and, and Patriots than you are of the Bills, or and, unless I'm reading this completely wrong.
0: I'm, I'm fearful of all three. <laughs> I, I don't think there's the Bills are the class of the division, but I think the gap between all, I think the teams are kind of clustered together. I'm just, I think Miami psychologically is on the verge of a choke. So whether it's Buffalo, whether it's New York, whether it's New England, I just don't see the games going well.
2: It's a possibility. Uh, Jonah, are you on, are you right now streaming from a phone or uh laptop? Laptop. Laptop. Do you have headphones by chance? Um, or ear, earbuds yes, or do. you do? I don't know. I'm trying to, because I know somebody's saying it's it's reverbing and potentially could be on uh, your end, but some people are saying it's not echoing. So I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, if we, if we're good, you guys let me know if we're good and we're going to keep going. But if not, we can try to mess around and, and uh, change some things up. Yeah. Um so i got i got i got questions for you man we're gonna flip the script Let's a little it. bit we got i got questions for you so uh you're gonna help me out i have a segment where we talk about the good the bad the ugly and uh i need you to name three things on your dolphins team that you you are the most confident you're like i can close my eyes and i know this is going to be successful three things whether it's 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 co- whether it's to do with coaching whether it's the it's it's the Tyreek Hill. You just wanted to mention Tyreek Hill or the defense side of the ball. Three things where you feel like, yo, I'm confident I can close my eyes. I can go to bed. This is good. The good, the bad, the ugly. Let's talk about the good when it comes to the, the your Dolphins.
0: The you, good, Unquestionably, Christian Wilkins. He, he has emerged this season as a bona fide superstar. Scheme versatile. Stout against the run rush the passer. You can line him up anywhere on the on the defensive line. This guy has really emerged as, in my opinion, he's having an all-pro season. He's finally living up to that first-round hype, and he's playing like he did back at Clemson. Incredible, incredible player. Buffalo, you, you took Ed Oliver over Christian Wilkins in the 2019 draft. Are you looking back at that with some regret?
2: No, no, no. We like Ed Oliver. We like Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is coming <laughs> into his own. Obviously, he's in contract year right now. Uh, we, we picked up his fifth year, so he's got one more year, actually. Um, but no, we we are very comfortable with Mr. Ed Oliver, um, and he's only going to get better because he's playing in his natural position instead of playing in a one tech. We're right. in the three tech, so he can actually be he can be doing what we need him to do. Um, and he's having a phenomenal oh, year this year. Actually, well. we're we're just fine uh, with Mr. Ed Oliver. But Christian Wilkins, I agree. Uh, I'm a big fan of Christian Wilkins. If he's not putting his finger in somebody's booty hole, uh, we're good. You know what I'm saying? But Christian Wilkins happens to be Mr. Grabby Hands, Mr. Gra- Grabby Cheek. <laughs> G- <laughs> He grabbing cheeks everywhere. Um, but uh, I, I agree with that. So, number one, you say Christian Wilkins. Give me two yeah. more.
0: Two more good. Um, Jalen Phillips, the guy's emerging as a solid um, two-way. He's Right now, he's rushing the passer better than Bradley Chubb. He's stout against the run. He hustles up and down the field. He's young. He's developing. And so he is starting to live up to that first-round hype as well, that first-round draft billing. So Jalen Phillips, I was worried about him. He was getting pressures, but no um, but no sacks. But you see how like pressures eventually, it's indicative of sacks to come. That's indicative of having an impact. And so Jalen Phillips has emerged as um, I don't know if he'll make the Pro Bowl this year, but he's a future Pro Bowler and he's like, a pillar of the defense.
2: I like Jalen Phillips. And he's he's gonna, I was actually a little worried when you guys drafted Jalen Phillips, like shit, there's gonna be problem. But then we got then we got his partner. Uh, and Greg Rousseau, yeah. and I'm just as thrilled about Greg Rousseau, So I think we both won yeah. in this regard. Uh, can't can't go wrong with that. One more, my man. Talk to me. What do you one got? One
0: more. One more. Let's uh, let's let's go uh, obscure here. Um, I like it. I, I you know I think it, Connor Williams. I think that was a great free agent signing. He's that's the best center we've had since Mike Pouncey. He was a guard, and so someone in the organization had the vision to convert him to center. And he's done it, he's done an incredible job calling mm-hmm. calling the uh the defenses, picking up blitzes. He's athletic, he can get up, he can get to the second level. That's why we run inside zone so well because of Connor Williams. So I think Connor Williams has been, if he goes down, you're going to see the entire offense unravel. Right. He might be as important as a healthy Teron Armstead. So I'm I'm very high on, on Connor Williams. That was a rare, successful free agent signing.
2: What well, you guys, you guys needed help on the O line, and I think you guys uh you guys nailed it in terms of improving your O line. I'm not saying it's it's amazing, but you definitely have improved the O line. So and it looks good. Yeah. All right. You nailed it on your good. I like it. I, I like that you, you didn't go with the the obviously the obvious. You know saying Tyreek Hill and uh Raheem Moster coming on and Mike McDaniels and um but I will say this though. Um Chris, <laughs> Greer, Chris Greer has done a really good job for you guys. Yeah. I think he's done uh admits I miss all the nonsense that was happening and so on and so forth. I think he's turned things around. He's got your draft picks. He, he's done. He's made great picks to set you guys up for the success that you guys have. Are there some missing pieces? Obviously. But uh, I think uh, Chris Geary deserves a little love on that end. Um, Let's go to the bad. Bad. You have some good, but you have some bad. We're like, mm, nothing else. Now, it doesn't have to be, well, it could be a couple things. Maybe one thing that's bad. But one of the things that stand out to you as, all right, for the Dolphins, I don't like this. This is bad.
0: I mean, it, it, it's all relative, but I, I'm I'm worried about Xavier. Where, where where is X?
2: Oh, i was so glad you. Mike Williams him was out. was
0: was mossing him all game on Sunday. He hasn't made any plays this entire season. Oh my god. Um, and he he's a declining asset. And we had an opportunity, I think, to unload him a couple of years ago for draft picks. We kept him, gave him the extension and And he is not uh, living up to his contract, uh, and it's it's hurting the defense. It's hurting the team. So X, he, he I think he hit his peak a couple of years ago and and the decline is happening rapidly. That was not a good because you could always beat X on those crossing routes. like a slot receiver like Cole Beasley could beat him. But X usually had great kind of body control, incredible ball skills. So those jump balls. he could usually like box you out, get get the ball. But he's he's getting mossed like you saw a couple times uh, on Sunday with Mike Williams, where three four years ago he's getting up and making that interception. He's just not making the plays this year. And
2: I'm so you know, glad a, a you big... brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because I I saw a comparison, and Bills fans roast they roast one of our own in in uh, Dane Jackson, and Dane Jackson has had, admittedly, he has had a rough three to four games where. Teams have noticed the weakness in our team and they attack him. And when they attack him, good things happen. Now he's made a couple plays here and there, but his worst plays outweigh his great plays. And, and it's and it's showing very much so. But then the comparison that I saw was that he's compared to Xavier Howard. And Xavier Howard is big time money. So yeah, you know, I'm looking at our Bills fans just we just expect, you know what I'm saying? Like perfection from our defense. But then you have Xavier Harris getting paid, what, almost 20 mil a year, if not more. Yeah. And he's just looking like an average Joe out there. So I'm so right. glad that you shared your honesty because I don't think Xavier. I've been I've been telling um, my man, uh, Kevin. I don't see the greatness of Xavier Howard. I don't think he's nice. I think the game that we just absolutely turned him around. Oh, Byron Jones got hurt. And I don't want to hear shit. Right. We turned his ass around and made him do the hokey pokey. We did all that shit and Xavier Howard does not impress me. So I'm so glad that you mentioned Xavier Howard because I'm not impressed by him. I'm not and it's somewhere where you can actually say let's go at Xavier Howard. Will he make plays? Is he a bum? No. But for the money he's being being paid. No, no, he's not worth it. And you said it. He's not worth the money. A little bit of a liability. I so I'm so impressed that you said that um that he's a liability. I like that. Keep going. The bad Xavier Howard. What do you got? Two more.
0: Bad. Let's let's think. Um the last couple of weeks, Jalen Waddell has been love. I love Jalen, great rookie season, love his attitude. But the last couple of weeks, he's been invisible. Mm. He's he's not getting separation. He's dropped a few passes. And so, you know, it's not all his fault. I mean, obviously, I think the calls have to go to him. But, but where has Jalen Waddell been? And for Jalen, there's no excuse because Tyreek Hill is going to command double coverage every single play. So he's getting single coverage and and he should be producing more than he has the last couple of weeks. So I'm getting a little worried about Jalen. So kinda, bad I, as far as the last couple of weeks go, he's been invisible and you expect more from a, a first round pick, a top 10 pick, someone that we had spent two first round picks on. So Jalen and some of the film I saw on the all 22 where he was he was not getting off those jams. It was it was troubling. I'm troubled by Jalen Wall, and I hope we feature him early on in the game, get him going, because I don't want him to go into a tailspin or start losing his confidence.
2: I love it. You know what? Uh, Do me a favor, folks. Smash that like for my man Jonah. Jonah's uh, been—I mean, he's—he's a personal friend of mine. So uh, we've—we've known each other for years. Uh, We play ball together, um, and uh, he's coming in and—and really giving us an honest, uh, I guess, uh, I guess an honest take on his team. Usually, Kevin and when kevin comes on he pisses me off because he's such an ass where he'll say oh you guys are gonna blow us out it's just not gonna be it's not gonna be fun to watch it's just gonna be you guys will probably put 40 points up we'll probably put up 10 i hate when he does that because he's talking shit and he, he he makes me believe and he makes bills fans believe that it's just gonna be a wash and he just has a way of just doing that and um it's hilarious but actually it pisses me off a lot but you have you have like a nice like We're good, but I I have my problems, right? So Jalen Waddle being one of them, and it's funny that you mentioned Jalen Waddle because, like, if one were to just look at the numbers, Jalen Waddle's got a thousand yards already with four games to go. He's averaging 17 yards a catch. He's got six touchdowns this year, and he's getting 77 yards a game. So, like, if you look at the numbers, he's all right. But maybe he's just not as, I guess, flashy or getting the big numbers as Tyreek Hill, because Tyreek is at 1,400 yards this year. So. Uh he's he's playing extremely well. I mean he could if things go well, which I don't think they will because Sauce Gardner's coming around and you got uh Trey White is get, coming along. He's not where he used to be, but we're gonna we're gonna scheme to take away Tyreek. The guy's a problem. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. So Ty Jalen Waddle, you'd like to see more from Jalen Waddle. That's where you see it's a little bad. All right, cool. Uh one more, and it might not be one more because then we gotta go to ugly. So you might want to yeah, save okay. it for ugly. I'll, let me let me let you save it. So we got the good, the bad, and give me the ugly. What is it that stands out to you? Like, I can't. Have we save. moved on to ugly, or are we are we
0: still on bad?
2: I don't know if, if oh, you, the ugly. I,
0: I see it on the screen is the ugly, ugly now because I ugly. don't want.
2: You might want to save something for the ugly, so I might as well just give you the yeah. ugly right now. The ugly,
0: the ugly.
2: And there That's might, might mean, nothing. there might not be anything ugly. It, you might just feel no, like
0: I mean. You, well, Tua, right? I mean, I mean, and, and you know, granted, a lot of why'd, my takes why don't you do Tua? Are, like- uh, you know, are subject to recency bias, but but Tua, you know, like, what what if the book is out on him, right? What if the league has figured out this Mike McDaniel offense? What's Tua's second move? Because I, I was—are you a TD Finns talk uh, fan? I am. I, I like T- T- his
2: credit. he's been on—he's on Tua's ass every week, every week.
0: he he gets so much hate for being a Tua critic, but I I was watching his, his all 22 breakdown, Uh you know, and what he was saying is that Tua is kind of a spot thrower. So Mike McDaniel has designed an offense where he's basically telling Tua, if the linebacker goes here, if the safety goes there, throw it to this spot. That's why you're seeing some of these throws where he's throwing it into quadruple coverage because Tua has so much trust in McDaniel that he's just putting it in certain spots and just assuming that, Hill or Waddle will be there. But what happens when those spots are no longer there? Is he able to process information post-snap? And what TD was saying is that once you get into man coverage, it's harder to read the defenses. Mm -hmm. And he struggles in man coverage. Because for all all this talk about his supposed accuracy and anticipation, Mm -hmm. he's really throwing it to a spot. So it's not really anticipation if you've predetermined where you're throwing the ball to. And so with the jams, with the man coverage, it requires a a degree of processing and um and anticipation that I don't know he has. I think we've been fooled by the the system that makes you believe. like that's why Dan Orlovsky's fawning because you you think he's throwing with anticipation, but he's not. He's throwing to a spot. And so, that, that was TD's take, and that's that's what I'm worried about is that if the league has figured out how to defend this system, will they in turn figure out
2: TuA? That's a very interesting take because we, we've we've known TuA to be an anticipatory thrower. That's what he is. Like, he doesn't have the when you don't have the gun of the 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 Herberts and the Josh Allens then you you have to be a guy that's a spot thrower, uh, an anticipatory thrower. Let your guys run underneath the football, right? Um, and that's what we've known him to be. And this league is a forever copycat league. Once we yeah. figure something out about you, you've got to now pivot. You've got to figure out another way to make things work, right? And the elites are the ones that are able to do it. Like Josh Allen isn't accurate. He can't hit a freaking barn inside of a barn or blah, 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 all that good stuff, right? So he had to work on certain things. Tua... I think he gets more hate than he should be getting. But like you yeah. said, maybe the book is out. Maybe they figured out what McDaniel's scheme is. And him in that scheme may not mesh well. So, like, we know what McDaniel wants to do, and we also know the type of thrower Tua is. And you're in the division with us. So we know you extremely well. We're gonna yeah. force you to do things you don't want to do. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I, I like that you brought up Tua's play recently, um, because is going to determine how these Dolphins play out the rest of the year. Will you have an epic collapse or are you going to back into the playoffs? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things because at one point when you guys were leading the league, leading the, the, the division, all was good. All was good. It was get on the train for the tour train. So you want to say something jump in. Best
0: case scenario for this season is that we limp into the playoffs and get smoked by Cincinnati, Baltimore whatever. Casey, that, that that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is sub 500, miss the playoffs. Dude, we have no draft picks next year and we're we're stuck with Tua for at least another season. Like this is a win now team. Because if if look at the ramps, right? Like things can go um can can, can downward spiral rapidly. So if we don't win this season, next year um we could content but after next year we have a bunch of extremely expensive salaries not many draft picks so where does the team go if we don't make the playoffs this year next year where is this franchise
2: right back right back to 500 and that's what kevin has been saying he's like we're a 500 team we're not there yet uh we just and he he's not a to a hater but he also he also despised the addition if we if you guys drafted justin herbert he was like i don't want anything to do with justin herbert i was like boy you better you better you better look at the charges see what the charges are doing and he might say the charges are 500 with him at the helm so what what am i missing well when you see when you see him play especially last game you're like maybe we made the bad decision but i still believe in tua you just got to put the the pieces around him, and uh which you have maybe build up that o-line a little bit more give him that time and he'll be all right but I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. So, uh, by the way, boys and girls that you guys are watching, this is the Buffalo Fanatics, uh, brought to you by, you know what I'm saying, the Rico Report. We're here. I got my man Jonah with me. Oh, do me man. a Jonah favor. Smash me. that like, man. not for me. Smash <laughs> that like for my guy Jonah. Jonah's coming through, oh, Jonah sure love through and showing love, love and really keeping it real. And that's exactly what we do on the Rico yeah. Report. We got to keep it a buck and keep it real. I appreciate that, Jonah. So, we have a segment called... Yeah. The milk carton alert. Milk carton alert, and milk carton alert <clears throat> is—I don't know if you—if you—if you—I you know mean, we're we're '90s baby, so we we know what it is. When when kids went missing, <laughs> they put them on the milk carton, and and have you seen this child? Have you seen? So is there anybody on that team right now where you're like, have you seen him? Where is he at? APB alert. We need we need to know what's what's going on. Is there anybody that stands out to you that is on the milk carton alert? He's the milk carton tangent. Has, Has shown a milk carton child
0: time. ever been found? Like, like, how <laughs> you come up with this idea? question? That's a great
2: pretty, question. Pretty
0: good, <laughs> Like, like you must be out of ideas entirely if you're putting children on milk cartons. How, how did this idea even come into existence? The idea of a missing. You know what? This kid's missing. We've exhausted everything. Let's try the milk carton. Maybe that'll work.
2: <laughs> yo that's a, that's actually hilarious because it's i don't think it's ever been done where you're fa- you know what i just, i know exactly where the kid is he's just across the street holy shit yeah i don't think it's ever happened, yeah, so, it happened. so i guess maybe i should change other milk carton because how's it ever was- no,
0: no, no no it's just a ploy by a big dairy it's, to sell milk you know what i mean hilarious. nobody's getting found
2: it's freaking hilarious but anyway let's talk about it all right um milk, <clears throat> milk carton alert talk to me yeah. and, I, and i i want to look
0: it's, it's It's the obvious answer mm. it's 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 Mike it's Mike Gisicchi, right? like and and the thing with this is that it was entirely predictable. We knew from the outset that Mike Kosicki was not a fit in the McDaniel system. so if if it's clear as day that he's not a fit in your system, why did you franchise him? Like, what, what was the point of franchising Mike Kosicki? He's making 11 million dollars? Why not just let him go?
2: because you let him go cuz i don't think they knew exactly what and this is just my opinion i don't you never want to let a player go because you you drafted him and you know what he's capable of doing athletic ability out of the yin yang he can run he can he's your deep threat as a tight end you didn't just want to let him go right and and him be an asset somewhere else and cuz i can tell you if they let him go he would have went to the patriots he probably would have went to the maybe the bills would have picked him up and and had him go side to side with Dawson Knox you just never know or he could have went to the Jets so they probably wanted to keep him out of the division so but that's a pricey pricey tight end to keep out of the division just because and you don't exactly. even do you, I'm with you
0: but, but you can't franchise a player because you want to keep him away I know it's <laughs> from not. divisional rivals like, like, like it's not a, a team building strategy so I, I don't know um so he n- no catches in um in three weeks and he he's that's, that's terrible. I, I think I hope we feature him. You know, the, the thing is, is that Tua has been so off the last couple of weeks, throwing balls five feet over people's heads. Maybe, maybe we need to feature Kasiki because he can go up and get those errant throws. So we should feature Kasiki early in the game to kind of get Tua's confidence going because I think there's going to be some errant throws tomorrow, especially in those conditions. So you- hopefully Kasiki is featured. But I think this offense is more built around Durham Smythe, who's more of a two-way tight end. It's it's but he's completely open. mediocre. Durham, he's the, he's the poor man's, he's he's the broke man's
2: uh, George Kittle. <laughs> yeah, man. like me, Durham Smythe is the guy getting the touches over. Is it Durham Smythe? Is it? Am I saying it right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Getting the touches over, Gizecki. Like, come on, Gizecki's got to be sitting there like, you know what? Fine, I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting. I'm not getting the play that I should be getting, but I'm getting paid 11 million dollars. It's fine but I will be someone. Yeah, ass- yeah. I
0: don't want no, no complaining when you get eleven billion million a year to not catch the ball. So Absolutely. just, just show and, up.
2: My man, Anthony Fashano says decent receiver, terrible tight end. Um, yeah. Capo Capo says, yo news news. A lot of the world does the milk carton. Only one has been found. So, Hey, <laughs> maybe, maybe it does work. Maybe it is, It does work. It's been some years, but it is what it is. Um, my girl, what's up, Jessica? Jessica comes in and says, hey, Rico, do you think Justin Zimmer gets cut after the game since the Dolphins have gotten all the knowledge out of him? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sometimes, I mean, <sighs> Justin Zimmer was a player that, that we we liked a lot. He made some good plays for us. But I mean, how much information is going to get out of us? Um, how, do, how much Dolphins are going to get out of this guy? Not, not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, will they keep him? Who knows? Are you familiar with Justin Zimmer?
0: Yeah, he uh, he played for the Bills. Reserve, he, like, how much knowledge are you going to get from a reserve defensive tackle? Not a whole lot. He's, he's not in the meetings with uh Josh Allen and Dorsey. Nothing. <laughs> that that's totally overrated. You, you you bring a guy over and he's going to give you all the secret information.
2: I that's, never it's,
0: it. it's, the NFL is too complicated for that.
2: And 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 the, the other thing too is like, how do you, you feel like a snitch? You coming in with like, all right, man, we brought you in. <laughs> but we brought you in for information wait a minute i thought i was, i came in here to play <laughs> sit your ass down and just give us information yeah, we'll give you yeah. a we'll, we'll check you'll be on the flight tomorrow all right just give us what you got fine you know what i mean you feel like an informant <laughs> i don't know if they if they really like that part but um i gotta let's move on to the next segment we gotta move yeah, on next segment. By let's way, do it. uh by the way give give my man uh jonah a like please because this boy had me rolling when he said has anybody ever been found on a milk carton (laughs) that's a a legit question (laughs) because that's hilarious so we on friday nights we tend to want to talk about um key matchups and there are some key matchups coming up in this game and uh, i've got a couple uh here that i want to see what your thoughts are so uh let me just pull up my my banners here here we go key matchups for for this game so our and i have questions Key matchups, cold versus Tua, Tua versus the cold. Uh, Tua says if it snows in Alabama, so he'll be just fine. Um, how much is that? Uh, are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about that. But anyway, Tua versus the cold, is it a big thing? The O-line versus the defense, let me, the trenches. Bill's O-line versus the Dolphins D-line, especially with Chubb being addition. And Cole Beasley, the addition of Cole Beasley and the slot corners. Um, you guys, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, Igmanog Igmanogany, I think I said yes, he, has, he hasn't played in weeks, he hasn't played he's, a week, okay. so we got to talk, we got to talk about that. So, let's talk about the first one, Tua, and this damn cold. Are we making too much of this? Well, Tua, Tua's 0 and 3 apparently in my uh, weather minus, I think in minus what I think in 25, minus 30, minus 32, 30. I think it is. What um, is
0: it?
2: Is it 32 degrees? What is 32 degrees in, in Celsius? I'm trying to look that up, is zero. Is it zero? Okay, so zero. Yeah. Come on, that's nothing. I mean, we we walk around in zero you know, like nothing.
0: Yeah, zero, zero's comfortable, but yeah, um, it, is, um, it was like Honolulu.
2: That's not bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like like I'm hearing tomorrow because I'm going to the game that the temperature's going to be like negative one, negative two. I'm like, nice, you know, it's going to be a comfortable day. It you knows, know, but uh, how will to i I'm, I'm not concerned about the wind when you have um, limited arm strength. How gusty is that orchard park wind? That makes me nervous. The cold itself doesn't make me worried. What makes me worried is if it's going to be wet. If that snow turns into sleet, I'm concerned. And Mm -hmm. and if those gusts are above 20 miles per hour, I'm worried. So how he'll do in the cold, I'm not confident. But, you know, it's a a small sample size. So who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. And, and maybe, frankly, the weather will force the offense to be a bit more conservative because the last couple of weeks we, we've been taking way too many deep shots, trying to score on every single play. And we need to kind of like scale it back a bit, check it down, take underneath routes, get Tua into a rhythm early on. So maybe the weather actually helps us because it will deter us from trying to score with Tyreek on every single play.
2: See, that's the thing. But you can't go away from Tyreek. That's your money maker. Because it's an offense without Tyreek. And if you if we can minimize Tyreek's touches, then that's a whole different ballgame. And I can't see McDaniels moving away from that and trying to trying to change the game up. Uh you don't change the game up without Tyreek. It's just it's just something that <clears throat> I, I refuse to think that McDaniels is gonna do. But this whole snow situation, I don't think that Tua and, and you're right about that. It's not so much about the snow, but it's more about the wind. Uh, It can be windy. Can you make those outside the numbers throws? Because if if you've seen, um, I don't know, I follow a guy named Ben uh, Solak, I believe his name is, and um, he he had some film breakdown that was amazing, and it was it's very quite simple. They didn't allow Tyreek, and you guys, the Dolphins have this concept where Waddle and Tyreek will go out at the same time, and which because they have so much speed, it opens the defense so much, and they can either sit. Or go into space, and that's where Tyreek is a spot thrower. He'll just throw it to that spot because I know my guy will be there. So it's, it's a lot about yeah. discipline on the defensive side of the ball. Chargers were very disciplined. They're like, we will not let you inside. And if Tyreek is gonna, is gonna beat us somewhere, it's gonna be outside. And guess who's got to make that throw? Tua, you have to make that outside throw. And thus the results were 10 for 28. So they really put a great game plan together. To keep Tua from getting comfortable and throwing those inside dig routes and uh, and all those routes, so they took it away. So the Bills, if they take a little bit of that blueprint and force Tua to make those outside numbers throws, because that's what that's what it comes down to. At the combine, can they make that outside outside the hash throw? That's what it comes down to. And if you can make that happen, you can make every throw in the NFL. Tua's gonna have to show, and he's gonna have to prove that. So that is gonna be a very interesting matchup to see. How that works out? The wind versus Tua, Tua and the scheme can Tua throw out the numbers, and is this cold going to make him go zero and four instead of zero and three? I think it's a little more hype. I mean, we played in the cold, right? You just you play, you get you kind of get used to it. Put some gloves on. you know am saying long johns, long sleeve. Let's go, man. Warm up. Yeah. It's it's
0: not gonna be that bad. I mean, right. you can warm up and
2: Celsius. They need- you know, negative one, negative two. Let them let them come play and let them come play football in Grey Cup in in freaking Winnipeg. Then you can tell. Then you can talk to me about cold. You know what I'm saying? My minus one potentially zero degrees. Boy, please, man, I'm I'm so sick of them making such a big deal. It's a snowball in in Buffalo. The snow, the snow. Stop making about the snow. Can these boys play? Are they ballers? Let's go. That's the way I look at
0: it. Last week's weather against the Jets. I would have been very nervous with Tua playing in those conditions, conditions oh. that last week's weather made me would be a lot worse than I think tomorrow. They're expecting more of like a blizzard type, uh, type of elements. I, th- I think he'll be okay. But if, if Tua was playing last week, that would have been a complete train wreck. So Mike White impressed me. Th- those were tough conditions.
2: I like Mike White, man. Mike effing white. Uh, yeah, uh, he's got some confidence in him. You got to give him, you got to give it to him. He's got some confidence. So uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. All right. Um, Key matchups. Let's go to matchups number two. Um, and we're looking at the trenches, right? We're looking at the Bills O line and the D line. So Deion Dawkins, um, he's he's gonna be two weeks uh removed uh from his injury, so he's gonna be back at it. Uh, we're we're missing Ryan Bates. Ryan Bates is gonna be out, so in comes Van Rotten. I mean, these are depth guys that we have on our squad. Here comes I don't know, it could be Bobby Hart. Who knows how they're gonna shift that line, but we're gonna we're gonna have some. Some, uh, some, some shifting in that old line Your defensive front, any injuries that we know about? Or are, you, are you guys all healthy and ready to go? What's going on with that front? D-
0: defense is healthy. We're hearing that X might be dealing with the groin, but that sounds like a complete excuse. So yeah. I, I actually, at the defense, we're very healthy. Who, who do you guys have starting at guard this week?
2: So right now we have uh, Roger Saffold. Roger Saffold is our, he's yeah, he's our left guard. And so he's gonna be left right next to Dion Dawkins, which is great. And then obviously, uh, we have um, Mitch Morse as our center, Yeah. our right on, tackle. Mm, Spencer Brown, not a fan. Spencer Brown's pass protection is god awful. So Jalen Phillips, I believe, plays on the left side. Yeah. He's right. gonna have fun. He's, gonna, he's gonna, fun. gonna have fun. Now, when it comes to running the rock, um, we always have, we always have okay, Bill's fans are always well enough, but when we do, Man, Spencer Brown is one of the best at mauling you. So uh, right. we will push you off the ball. But our weakness is gonna be on the inside this game because um, one of our linemen, Ryan Bates is out. So we're gonna be replacing him with most likely Bobby Harder, Greg Van Rotten, and not Van Rotten, it's not oh, the Van wow. awful. But he's not Ryan Bates and he's not great. So that is where you're gonna have some some advantages on the inside of the, uh, of the line. So we're going to have to come together. We're going to have to come together. More so the right side of the line is where you guys are going to have success. Left side, that's where our strength is. So depending on how you guys decide to scheme up, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, that's uh, that's, uh, that's uh, how uh,
0: I'm liking this Wilkins, Greg Van roden Bobby Hart matchup. That 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 seems like a matchup that will be exploited. That 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 is a clear-cut advantage we have going into this game. Is our interior D line against your interior O line? But I mean, nobody's really got a good interior O line in the NFL. Everyone at this point in the season is playing depth pieces, right? And so, I I think Christian's going to eat tomorrow. I'm excited.
2: Christian eats all the time, man. He does well. He does extremely well. Yeah. So we got to we got to we got to find ways to get. I mean, not that we need to, because Josh is just Josh. But uh, to to minimize and to I guess to deter you guys from getting to the quarterback, there's only one way to do it is to get rid of the ball quickly, right? And this is where yeah. Cole Beasley comes in. So if you guys, and this is, I think this is where uh, the addition of Cole Beasley is huge. People want to talk about, oh, but he's 33 or 34. Listen, at at age, you know what I'm saying? It depends on how you feel, how you take care of your body. And I'm not, I, the older I get, the more I'm realizing, man, stop making 34, 35, 36 seem like it's old. You feel me? Like these guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> these guys can still play. Um, Are they as explosive yeah. as they once were? No, but- You gain skills elsewhere. You start to learn the game, where I'm supposed to sit, where I'm supposed to be in the zone. Should I move more? If I can't see Josh Allen, move into space where I can't see him because if I can see him, he can see me. Those are the things that when you're a veteran, you just know. And uh, the addition of Cole Beasley um, to this this offense is key, which brings us to the next uh, key piece in this matchup is Cole Beasley versus your Finns DBs. Who is that DB? Who do you got? Who's your slot corner? Is it Needham?
0: No, ne- Needham's out. Needham's out. Okay, Needham's out. Needham, it- Needham. Needham. Needham is out. He's he was our slot corner. Okay. And so I think we we've been rolling. Um, I think Elijah Campbell. Uh, we've been going three safeties at times with uh with Eric Rowe. So we don't really we've lost our slot corner. So we don't really <laughs> have that's that's a matchup that can be exploited by. Cole Beasley. And what do you think led to Cole Beasley coming back? Do you think Josh Allen reached out to Bean and he's like, "Look, it's not working. Like two for thirteen on third down. Get Cole on the phone and apologize to him for all that vaccine stuff." Because didn't Cole didn't Cole say that like he made things right with the Bills? Like what happened? Did the Bills have to go like begging for him to come back, and they they had well, to like basically like kiss the ring? What happened then?
2: Funny enough, funny enough. Um, I I thought that it was um us reaching out to cole beasley but cole beasley's the one who reached out to the bills and was like listen yeah and and i'm i'm this is me speculating on on how this conversation went he's watching these bills and he's looking at these guys like yo mckenzie ain't doing it for you guys and you know it (laughs)
1: yeah exactly
2: mckenzie's not doing it you're clearly not playing your rookie in kalusha Shakir, which he's he's actually really good um but he's clearly you guys are not the same offense and me coming back would help Josh out. So my, my anticipation is he called Josh and be like, dude, what's up with that, man? And Josh was probably like, yo, reach out to Bean and see what's going on. So when he reached out to Bean, Bean was like, all right, let's make something happen. Let's bring you back. We've already brought back. Listen, this is like the reunion tour. Not only is this a revenge tour this year for the Bills, but it's a reunion tour. We've pretty much brought everybody back that, we've, that we, had, we once had to let walk because of financial reasons. Jordan Phillips. Back with the team. he got a huge contract with the Arizona Cardinals. Right back with Buffalo like he never left. Shaq Lawson bounced around the league. Went to the Dolphins for a bit. You got a big payday with the Dolphins. Didn't quite pan out with the Dolphins. Then went to the Jets. The Jets cut him right before playing the Bills in week 17. And he goes, F you guys. I'm coming after y'all. Coming so after Shaq have. Lawson, back Shaq with the Lawson. team. Right? Uh, who, do we, who else do we bring back? Cole Beasley, back with the team. John Brown, back with the John team. Brown. Yeah. Dean Marlowe. Like, we've we've brought back a whole bunch of guys that know the system, that know the culture, and that know what's at stake. We want to win the Super Bowl. That's what it comes down to. So at the end of the day, Cole Beasley coming back, he reached out because he knows you're lacking at the slot position. And this offense could be so much better, but you're sitting here bullshitting with McKenzie. Now, I like McKenzie, but McKenzie isn't – he isn't dad. You know what I'm saying? They call, they call Cole Beasley dad out there. Dad? He isn't dad. So – Cole Beasley coming back is gonna be a problem because now, and, and it's a problem two ways. And this is why I'm gonna, and, and most people might not agree with me, but when you bring in a guy like Cole Beasley, it minimizes your your reason to run the football. If you're not a good team that runs the football, what you do screen plays, receiver screen, yeah. and a little dump off, just a little hitch, just turn around three, four-yard hitch, because it's just as good as a four-yard run. If I can throw the ball and take less time and move the ball and get these guys off guard, I got you. So Colby's return is going to be problematic for the Dolphins. I don't think you guys like this. This is not a good thing for you guys. Now, who's in coverage? So. question. Who the heck is in coverage? Xavier's on one side, Jones on the other?
0: No, no, it's 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 Cater Kahoot. Kahook the That's right. Cahoo. he's been he's been starting the last uh, big chunk of the season, undrafted player out of I think like Texas um It's not Texas A&M, it's some other Texas school. And and he's really emerged. Now I know people are critical of X, and some there's this hot take that Kahu is playing better than X. That that's absurd because X is man to man on the best receiver every single week. If you put Cater Kahu on Justin Jefferson every single week, it's not gonna go well for Cater Kahoo. <laughs> but he has really stepped up in the absence of um of Byron Jones, who I I don't know what's going on there. Like he's he's not I thought he was supposed to be ready for the season. And then he just kept extending and extending and extending his return or delaying his return. And now it appears as if he's going to miss the entire season. And it looks like he just doesn't want to put bad tape out there because he wants another, he's expecting to get cut. So he figured, you know what? I'm better off sitting out the entire season, getting released and then signing a new free agent deal, as opposed to coming back, playing injured, putting out bad tape. And then, Signaling to the league that I'm
2: completely washed up. Yep, and that's a that's a that's a really good assessment because you don't want to put bad tape. You put bad tape, especially if you're not completely healthy. You just ruined your your free agency chances. So it's a business exactly. business decision. He's he's made a business decision, and uh, all season yeah, all, all season long. So it's gonna be like that. Um, are you worried about Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, the receiving core from the Buffalo Bills? Do you feel you guys match up well? Or are you like, shit, the bills, the, the bills are a problem when it comes to the ball in the air?
0: I'm I'm worried about um I'm worried about Dawson Knox. I don't think we have the linebackers. We have slow linebackers. Can they cover? Um, we've lost although Eric Rogue might do a decent job. He's kind of like our tight end coverage specialist. We'll okay. see how he does against Dawson Knox. But generally, no, I'm I'm worried about uh Dawson Knox. I was, um, I would have been worried about Gabe Davis, especially against Kahoo as well as he's played. But do you find has Gabe Davis been a little disappointing this season? <laughs> I I I thought he would put up bigger numbers than Stefan Diggs. I'm not as worried about whoa, Gabe whoa, whoa, Davis whoa, 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 whoa. as I would have been three months ago.
2: Did you say you thought he put bigger numbers than Stephon Diggs?
0: I, I thought so. I you thought I-, I thought Gabe Davis was really going to emerge. He developed chemistry with. Allen maybe Diggs was starting to maybe digs had already hit his peak and no, he's about to begin his decline not even but close. no I was wrong
2: absolutely now has he been disappointing you know what here's the crazy part it's so it's so weird to say this but he's having a better statistical year he's having a career year um his numbers are up but most people would say where the heck has Gabe Davis been and I put Gabe Davis yeah. I think twice now on the milk carton alert we're like where are you where are you at? What are you doing? What's going on? Like, you're supposed to be that number two guy, and you're sitting here bullshitting. So, I I, I just don't I don't understand it. Now, Gabe Davis, great player, uh, solid player. He's limited on his route running ability. He's he's got like exactly. three or four routes in his bag. It's it's about it. Um, but to me, if you only have those three or four routes that you have in your exactly. bag. You better excel and you better master those those routes, and at points, he disappears. We don't know where he's at. he's He's targeted a lot, but he's not coming down with the passes now. It's not his ability. his ability is not the the problem. it's consistency. We don't get a lot of consistency out of Gabe Davis. Once we start getting the consistency, he will be a problem. He can be a problem. I think everybody saw that against the chiefs last year, right? but this is this is this year. So show me what you got because if you're not where we're supposed to be, then we got we got problems. But is Gabe Davis um gonna be a problem for you guys? Maybe. We might we might put him up against it's about matchups. In this league, it's all about matchups. And if we match up well against you guys, we'll find it and we'll exploit you. And I think Gabe Davis, this is probably one of the games that he breaks out because Kahoo. Who? I I'm <laughs> not I'm not buying it. It's taking Howard. Who's gonna he, surprise you? Listen, listen, nobody
0: that, that is not, an X factor. Kahoo and what? Gabe Davis, how that matchup goes, that will. I think have an enormous influence on the outcome.
2: I don't know. I'm not, this is no hate on the dolphins, but I am not at all worried about Xavier Howard. The one guy on your team that I'm like, I have major respect for is Javon Holland,
1: Javon Holland,
2: Phillips and Wilkins. Those are the three guys that I have major respect for. Those guys are ballers. The rest, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I think this is going to do what he does. And Josh Allen is the dolphins daddy. You guys snuck a win in Miami this year yeah. which is fine but we're going to repay you we're going to take that dub back and we keep moving. If you lose this game though, this is problems for the Dolphins. You need this win. You need to win this. There's no questions about it. I don't want to hear nothing. The Bills beat the Dolphins, the Dolphins are in trouble. And and it sucks it's it's weird to say that because you guys are 8 and 5. But you guys go down to 8 and 6 and then you guys play the Patriots and Jets. Bro. <laughs> I'm just it saying gets, it gets it gets dicey. This
0: this game, I think it is um it's going to foreshadow how the rest of the season's going to go for both teams. Because if the dolphins, if they lose, if they play well, they lose a close game, the playoffs are still a, a possibility. Maybe they win a playoff game. But yeah. if the Bills lose to Miami at home in the Blizzard, that that signals that this is not a Super Bowl team. So if you, as a Bills fan, I mean, you, you lose this game, you'll probably still end up winning the division. You're going to make the playoffs. But what does it tell you about the the fortunes of the team moving forward? It would suggest that that they have fallen behind Cincy and Kansas City. So this is a huge game because it's going to tell us we're going to learn so much about
2: both teams tomorrow night. This is a big, and it's a big game because we, like I said, we have to win out for us. To, we're, we yeah. We control our own destiny because we've beaten – every division leader that you see in the league right now in the AFC, we've beaten, we took down the Titans. We beat the chiefs. Uh, The, uh, the only thing we haven't really taken down. And right now we don't know who's, who's who's leading it are actually we beat the freaking Ravens. So like all the tough teams that, that people claim, well, you're going to, we've beaten them right now. Granted it was early in the season. So everybody was kind of, you know, it's different adjustments have been made, but like, this game is crucial because now we're now playing with number one seed. Now you you drop out of number one seed. Now it's a whole muddy mess. So we control our own destiny. But we lose to the Dolphins. Does it mean anything? Not necessarily. It just means that we drop in record. But it, it matchup wise, it's not like oh my, we're problematic and we won't be able to deal with the others. I don't see that as an issue. I think we still can put points. But you
0: learn something from the team if the Bills lose. What have we learned about the team? Are they – if you lose to Miami when they're reeling like this at home, in those conditions, how could you say you're a Super it Bowl It all depends
2: team? on how you lose. If we lose – if Dolphins come out and wax us 30 nothing, there's a lot to yeah. learn. If Dolphins off a of fluke, we fumble the football for a weird play and it's in our own – and it's time is – I mean, something would have to happen so drastic that – that okay we learned something but if it's a fluke we didn't learn shit we just lost it out of a fluke kind of like josh allen throwing the ball into the dirt when he had mckenzie wide open we lost that game we're like man we had that game but we josh allen made a horrible throw you know what i'm saying and i'm not even going to talk about the heat because the heat is the heat it is what it is we just didn't make enough plays but like you said though this is crucial because if the bill lose the bills lose there's more questions will arise more questions yeah. will arise right so i totally get that um
0: there's so many subplots. I can't wait for tomorrow. Can't wait. Tomorrow
2: is, is, is huge. It is huge. Um, now, let's talk about this, man. We got to get into it. Um, let's do this. We have a segment. And uh, this segment here.
0: I love these segments. I don't know what the segment is, but I can't wait for it. You have so many segments.
2: Uh, listen, keep we have segments coming. I'm going to keep the segment. So this is here's one for you. This one's called Two Words. Let me let me let me break it down. So this segment here is called two words or two thoughts. I, I changed it up to two thoughts. And I will mention a topic. I will mention topic, a topic, player. I will mention a food. Player. I will mention something. Will and, you mention me something and you give me the two words that come to, to mind, or you give me two thoughts. Or you can just go on a, on a tangent and just go, right? So are you ready, Mr. Jonah?
0: Let's, let's do this.
2: Here
1: we go. Josh Allen.
0: Literally dominant.
2: Dominant. I like that because Dolphins'
0: was- daddy. <laughs> <is our> daddy.
2: <laughs> Dolphins' daddy. Tua teddy.
0: literally looks like his teddy bear. Okay.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like. Okay. Let's let's switch it over to what.
0: Crossroads. His career is at a crossroads on Saturday. Where do we go? Because he's the most polarizing player in the NFL. Like one week he's leading the Pro Bowl uh, in votes. He's a he's a potential MVP candidate. The next week. Colin Cowherd is comparing him to Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow. Are you kidding me? So there's really no in between with Tua. The, the, the opinions are so polarized. They're so, they're so extreme, but I do believe that tomorrow night is kind of a crossroads moment because if he struggles again, it would suggest that he might have some better days, but that long-term he's not the answer nor can he compete. Cause if we're going to compete with Buffalo and Josh Allen, you need to go into Buffalo in these environments, in, in those conditions, and play well. You cannot lay an egg tomorrow. You need to put together a competent game. So I would say two thoughts or two words, crossroads, which is actually one word. but
2: I like, you know. no, no, I love it. I love what you just did That this, this is the point of two words. I Two words, two thoughts, love it, crossroads, which, which is true because you don't know what you have in Tua. And it's, I think he's been at a crossroad his entire career because a lot has been placed on him. Obviously, he hurt himself in college. So that was already, that already hindered him. And then, then they're like, okay, he's going to save the freaking Dolphins. And then he, and he gets replaced by, by Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're like, why is he getting replaced by Ryan Fitzpatrick when we have the guy and so on and so forth? So, which brings me to the next name Flores, Brian Flores.
0: Um, Tough one, that, that's, a, that's a tough one. Brian Flores is because is, I have I have mixed feelings about I think he is a QB killer, a confidence really? killer. Um but he's also a tremendous builder of of defenses. And I think our defense has suffered in his absence. I do look at him as a dynamic defensive mind. Um he was kind of the you know the the straw that stirred the drink with that defense. Um but he also has a very, he had a very, and there, I loved Flores. Like I, I wanted him to be the coach for the next decade. But the more you kind of learn about him, is that he, he was butting heads with a lot of people in the organization, and he was, he was not good for Tua. Like they had an unbelievably unhealthy relationship. Probably one of the unhealthiest relationships you could have between a franchise quarterback and a coach. It was, it was weird. But they and and could too is so passive aggressive when he talks about Flores, but he's always like every time he's praising Mike McDaniel, you know he's throwing shade at Flores. So we don't <laughs> know the half of it, but it was a strange relationship.
2: I bet it was. Uh, here we go. Here's here's
1: one for you, Chan Gailey.
0: Yeah, Chan Gailey is um, he's he, he's the OC that got away. You know, I really think that uh. like he left after the after the 2020 season. Yep. And the reason he left, based off of what I've heard, is that he wasn't on board with elevating Tua. He he no, they, they didn't consult him. Basically, Greer went over him and said Tua's starting, even though they had brought Chan Gailey in specifically to work with Fitz. Yep. And so once Tua um was was uh, implemented as the starter, he was basically on the way out. He couldn't return because that had created this schism between Gailey and the uh, organization. But I feel like if we had held on to Gailey. Um we'd be further along as an offense.
2: I love Chang Gailey, first of all. And when you guys brought on Chang Gailey and then Fitzpatrick went over them, I'm like fuck, this is gonna be a problem, man. These guys, these guys are gonna bring back yeah, that, in that, office, that offense. that screen game is, awesome. is gonna be impeccable. And then they they put two in, and then Chang Gailey was like, I'm out of here. Uh Von uh, Miller.
0: Yeah, Von It's 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 a big loss, you know. Like that was you look at um I mean you you brought in Von Miller specifically to go after Pat Mahomes, so it's so disappointing because you, you have some emerging pass rushers, but there's something about Vaughn Miller in the playoffs, those key third downs, like he just gets, he can just bend like no other. And hope, you know, I I, I like to see Buffalo do well. Like, I, I love the fan base. And so, but I, I do think that you might not feel his absence until the playoffs, until it's Patrick Mahomes, Arrowhead, third and seven, fourth quarter, AFC championship game, and he's got a nice clean pocket because Boogie Basham or Russo or Epinesa can't get
2: off a block. Mm, it'll be. It, and listen, replace
0: that. Those pass rushers, they don't grow on trees.
2: They definitely don't grow on trees, but they've definitely learned a little something from, from Von Miller. Von Miller's time in Buffalo uh, is, has, has permeated into these guys. These guys are playing. AJ Epinesa had a, he's got six sacks this year. You would never think. He's got six sacks. He's probably got as much sacks as, as Bradley Chubb. And you would never know it right uh and looking at uh what greg Rousseau is doing greg Rousseau is sitting at what i think six sacks himself so um very interesting we'll see how this this plays out but von miller's loss is huge don't get me no no question huge. about it here's one kansas city chiefs
0: um experienced done it before but they're not as dynamic as they have been in years past they don't have that. Uh, it's, it's the Tyreek Hill factor. They're more balanced now because with, with Pacheco, but I, I look at Cincinnati as the, as the class of the conference right now. I think they're the most balanced team, and they're, they're, they're peaking at the right time. They've got that, that, that cool quarterback, Joe Burrow. He's, 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 he's comfortable. They're, last year, they were ahead of schedule. This year, they're a much better team.
2: So when, when the Bills go out and wax them in a couple of weeks, are they still going to be the class of the AFC?
0: It, i would change my opinion if that happened but i don't think it's yeah. going to happen i think that's going to be an extremely close game and i would if i had to bet i'd bet cincinnati since he's playing better football than buffalo Buffalo's okay. buffalo we're about well. to
2: find out. it's true, you're right i wouldn't say you're right that they're playing better football i'm just saying it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because all about matchups matchups is everything to me um yeah and when, you know, you see bills lose to teams you're not supposed to lose to and they they and dolphins win games they're not supposed to win and you're like holy crap or vice versa it's one of those little things. Um, let's go. Let's change up to food. Have you been to Buffalo before?
0: Oh, yeah, several
2: times. I'm going tomorrow. I know. we gonna talk that. Um, when you've gone down to Buffalo, is there is there a meal that you're like, I can't wait to have that when I get to Buffalo? I mean,
0: chicken wings. I mean, what what else is there in Buffalo? One, anchor one, bar.
2: I'm, I'm glad you brought up the chicken wings. You just said anchor bar. And some people might roast your ass because yeah. they're not a fan of anchor bar, but. He, he, listen. What do I know? Uh, we're not from Buffalo. We're Canadian, we're right? So here's here's the one thing I do want to ask you: When eating chicken wings, blue cheese, ranch, or other,
0: just the chicken wing. I don't I don't need nothing. It's just I'm happy with the wing. The wing speaks for itself. I don't need I don't need ranch or blue cheese. I, I don't get that. Like so, there's already enough sauce on the wing. I don't I don't understand why you'd want to add a second
2: kind of like liquid <laughs> to the wing. So it's so funny that you mentioned no, that neither. neither. It, you know what? So a great freaking answer number one. That is a freaking great answer. Yeah. I'll tell you why that's a good answer. Get that buzzer. The <laughs> wing the wing itself has the flavor. Unless you're yeah. giving me a, a whack ass wing with no flavor on it, you just threw some chicken wings in a fryer and brought it out to me, then okay, let me put some flavor on there. But if you if you've taken the time to season that with love, you're taking the time to put a bit of honey, barbecue, some Cajun, and and now you're gonna sauce it up with some. I totally get it. Now, I myself don't get it. Yeah. wasn't a a sauce guy before. I used to I used to dip my. They used to make fun of me. I used to like, I don't know about here. I used to dip my shit in 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 sour cream. If it was hot wings, I just put in sour cream. But they looked at me like I'm foreign. Sour cream. I was like, yeah, sour cream, and away we go. Am I am I tripping? Like, over here, they give you sour cream and this. all right, use that and keep it moving. And people would look at me like, I, I don't was, know what
0: they're giving us. There's just some white liquid in a small <laughs> little bowl that I don't even go near. Yo, this whole this whole right. ranch, blue cheese, it's like putting, like, a ski jacket on top of a suit, you know? Like, you're, you're ruining the outfit.
2: Yo, I fuck with Jonah. Jonah's legit like that. All right, there's there's a meal, All right, I don't want to call it a meal. I guess it's a I call it a burger. I don't know what they call it. Beef on Weck. Have you heard of that? Never, I never heard of it until this 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 year. Beef on weck is a is a salty bun with beef, and you dip it in a in a jus, and that's the beef on weck. Apparently, it's like the the shit out there. So if you have a chance, I don't know where you'd have to go to get this <clears throat> beef on weck. I don't know where you guys would have to tell me in the in the chat where the best beef on weck is. Try the beef on weck, and you need to let me know how the beef on weck. I've never have have had it. it. But they swear by it. They swear by it. But it is amazing. It is it's delicious. It's, it's delicious. So beef on whack. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll do what I can. You know, if, if, if we can make it out there, if I can have some beef on whack, I'll do it.
2: Absolutely. What, are you, um, what are you, uh, you driving out tomorrow morning?
0: Tra- tomorrow morning, yeah. How early? You guys- have, you, have you experienced the evening tailgate in Buffalo? I've done the Sunday morning tailgate, but I, I am so stoked for this nighttime tailgate. Like, I just feel like it's just, it's going to be next level. Saturday night, Miami, Buffalo, meaningful game. Like, this does, does it get it's gonna be snowing, but not too cold. Like we've reached the pinnacle of human existence. Like, does it get any better than that? Tomorrow it doesn't
2: it doesn't get any better. You're you're going to an epic game. You've chosen a, a great game to go to. Um, I've never been uh, actually I've been once to an evening game. My first Bills game ever was Dallas. And Buffalo, where Dallas, it was on a Monday night football game. I oh, remember that uh, game. But I I didn't I didn't experience the tailgate like I really should have. I went and saw um Pinto Ron get ketchup all over him. I thought that was the yeah, yeah, best thing ever. I was like, yo, look at this, this old man getting ketchup sprayed all over him, and now he's gotta go home like this. Like, what a mess. I like it, but this is this is messy. I guess this is what yeah. Buffalo Tailgating is about. But I didn't really get to because I was I was like a deer in the headlights, like, where do I go? Like, we're walking all over the place, and then we just went to the game. I didn't really get the experience. Now, how I tailgated? Absolutely. Tailgating is the best. Tailgating on an evening, I'm sure it's going to be chef's kiss on a Saturday night. So enjoy yourself. Make sure you go everywhere. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm sure people in the chat are probably going to tell you where places to go. But really and truly, man, it's it's uh, it's going to be a freaking – it's going to be a party. So enjoy party, every, every bit of it. Um. Now, last segment of the night. All right. Let's do it. You have an ability to, to get something off your chest. Sometimes it might be something somebody needs to know about this or, you know, what? I'm, you know, what pisses me off. This is what pisses me off. Or you might have a non football related take that needs to be. It may be a food take. It might be a, a cultural take, pop culture, whatever it is, something that is in discussion, in your group chat. And you're like, man, I'd love to know what people think about this. But this is your opportunity to say it with your chest. So I'll give you a moment to think about what you That's want to talk point. about. Yeah. Right? And it could be anything. I might, I might start it off. I might start it off and then you might have a just kind of so give an idea. Give me, give me a second. I'll show you what I mean. Say Say it with your chest is is a is is somewhere. I I I put this out there when you want to just. You want to get something off your chest, whether it's something that just is bugging you for weeks or just bugged you today. I'll, I'll get it started and then I'll rerun the segment for you. But for me, all this snow talk, it's pissing me off. They're making yeah. this about snow and this and that. And then we talked about it. It's zero degrees. Get over it. You got a bit of a frost in the air, but it's going to be just fine. It's football at the end of the day. I don't want to hear anything about it. It's such a minimal reason to even have that as a conversation. Move on from that. It's about one team facing another and who's going to win. Are there going to be some elements? Sure. But I'm not buying all this nonsense about the snow and how it's going to affect the game so much. And two was 0-3. Forget about that. I'm not interested in that. I can't stand when people talk about the snow. Any conversation when it comes to this this upcoming game, talk to me about football, but don't talk to me about no damn snow. I don't want to hear shit about it. (laughs) It's overrated. Stop making it a storyline because everybody wants to talk about how terrible it is to come play in Buffalo because of the wind. Fine. Talk about the wind, but the snow, it snows in Kansas City. It snows in Philly. It snows in New Jersey, just over there. It snows in Cincinnati. It snows in Cleveland. It snows all these open dome places in the north. It snows. Knock it off. Get over it. I'm done. See, that, that, that was me getting something off my chest. So I'm going to not allow you to get something off your chest if you have something on your chest, you'll be able to get it off your chest.
1: chest, chest,
0: chest, 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 I'm gonna say this with my chest, you know, as as a as a Finns fan, obviously the Dolphins have a great supposed legacy, right? And and there's a brand, right? They have fans all over the world. But I I think if you were to pull the average NFL fan, who's not a fan of the Dolphins, they would be surprised to understand the degree of ineptitude um, of this franchise dating back 28 years. Do you realize that the first season I can remember, I was eight years old, and they lost to the San Diego Chargers by one point. Do you remember? You probably don't even remember this game in the divisional playoffs. This was the year San Diego, they played San Fran uh, in the Super Bowl. Yep, they got smoked.
2: Yep. 95 they had beaten 90. Miami.
0: Remember that? Remember that Super Bowl with Steve Young and Stan Humphreys and Natron Means? And by the way, uh-huh, what happened uh-huh, to the uh-huh. fat running back? We we don't have any great fat running backs anymore. Like in the mid-90s, you had Natron Means. You had you had Jerome Bettis. Like like every team had like a lovable fat running back. And now now with the with the evolution of offenses, everyone's got to catch passes out of the backfield. And and we don't we no longer have. There's no there's no place in the NFL for natron means.
2: Oh, uh, well, me that's my point. But keep going, keep in going. My chest. Keep... Yep, yep.
0: So I'm eight years old. They lose 22-21 to the Chargers on a missed Pete Stoyanovich field goal at the gun. I remember being so upset after that day that I went down to my basement. Would you ever, as a kid, exact revenge on the team that just beat your team on Sega Genesis? Heck yeah, I, I went downstairs and just took it out on San Humphreys on the Sega Genesis. I was eight years old. That was 28 years ago. Little did I know that 28 years later, they would not have gotten beyond that point. They have not advanced beyond the division playoffs since 9'3, so I was not old enough to really experience I, didn't, I don't remember that season because I didn't, I didn't follow the team. They've made the divisional playoffs three times since '94. They've lost 38 to three to the Broncos, 62 to seven to the Jags. That was Marino and Jimmy Johnson's last game. Then the following season, they lost 27 nothing to the Raiders. That was 20 years ago. So they have not advanced beyond the divisional playoffs um, since I've been a fan. They haven't even been competitive in a divisional playoff game since 1994. So there are a handful of franchises. They have not had that level of success. They're, they're up there with basically like the Lions, the Browns, and Washington. But for some reason, people don't associate the dolphins with these bar, with these with these bottom feeding organizations. But if you look at the results over the last 30 years, they haven't had any success, nothing. There's not one season I can look back at and say, "That was a great season. We almost got that. Nothing.) <laughs>
2: I feel you. I feel your pain um, exactly. because for 20 years, I mean, you were, you were affected by it as well, but for 20 years, we weren't able to do anything uh, when Tom Brady was leading the leading the way. Tom Brady owned the AFC East, let alone the AFC. So I I I feel your pain, um, yeah. but you have an opportunity to right those wrongs. You have an opportunity to write those wrongs and you have an opportunity to jump in and, Potentially, A, make the playoffs, and B, if you make the playoffs, win a game to get into the next round. But that is a tall task to ask for a Tua-led team. So I don't know how I could, I could comfort you in, in your ways. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I think you guys are going to collapse. Unless you win gonna- this game. You need this game. You need Sorry, to- you know, my 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 battery's about to die. This
0: went a lot longer than I expected. Just give me a second, Rico. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Like do you think? And I don't want to.
2: As you talk, I'm gonna actually open up this uh this, this chat here because uh, somebody was trying to call me out on uh, on something, and I I need to to address it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, my man James says, "Yo, Rico is no food expert. He lives in lobster country and hates lobster. You damn right, I hate lobster. Lobster is an overrated dish. It's messy. It reeks." And it's too hard to like, it's, I wanna say too hard, but they make it so difficult to get to the
0: pliers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you gotta have all these tools that, like, yo, when they give you tools, the only tools I need is a fork and knife. Don't give me a hammer and a cracker and all that. No, I'm, listen, keep your lobster. I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not interested. No, 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 no love for that. Not at all.
0: You know what I mean? So, yeah, I get it. Too much work.
2: Too much work. But listen, I understand your pain. I understand you, you want success for your dolphins. Something. Just, I get it.
0: like just just an a uh, you, you know what I want a, a competitive divisional playoff game. Give me that, and I will look back fondly on that season.
2: I get it. By the way, Brooklyn, uh, they beat the Raptors.
0: See, I'm I'm glad I, I passed on the tickets.
2: You passed on the tickets. They, they, yeah. they, you know what? This was the right call. George Jorge Jorge agrees with me. Lobster is disgusting. Lobster, I wouldn't call it disgusting, but it's it's not something. If they said, "Sir, you have one last meal to have before you die." what would you like you'd never hear me go lobster (laughs) i'd be like kill me if you give me lobster are you kidding me i'll go starving i'm done i'm not eating no lobster anyway um here's one last um wouldn't call it segment but i want to get a food take because i'm a big food guy i love food um is there a food that you find universally is a overrated and just people i don't know why people love this food or is there food that people are not talking about enough And they should be eating this.
1: Hmm.
0: Overrated. I I, I think sushi is overrated.
2: Oh, I agree. Totally. I think
0: people go out for sushi and they always come home a little disappointed. (laughs)
2: Like what is it's rice rolled up in a in a seaweed or whatever the hell is dip it in. Yeah. Uh, What's so it's I feel like it's like a it's like fancy. Oh, we're going for sushi. Knock it off. You're going for rice rolled up in freaking seaweed. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's an, it's, it's an all you can eat place on Maryville road. You know, get off your high horse. You know what I mean? Like <laughs>
2: Get off your high horse, sushi lovers. Uh, my wife is in yeah. an sushi. She loves sushi. The kids, she'll like, oh, we're having seafood. To- we're having sushi tonight. You want some? No, I'm good. No. I'll be fine. I'm
0: fine.
2: I like it. Sushi. I'm like not it.
0: impressed by the sushi. Yeah.
2: So. I'm not impressed either. I'm, I'm with you on sushi. Uh, is there any other dish where you're like, but this, on the other hand, is fantastic and people should be doing it. It's um it's
0: smoke meat, you know. I feel like Schwartz's Montreal style smoke meat is that that is the cuisine I wanna share with the world.
2: Smoke you meat. You know, and
0: I feel like that needs to be, I think Jewish deli, you know, it's it's declining in popularity because we live in a much much more health-conscious world. But I, I, I wanna see a revival. If the Finns can't make the divisional playoffs, <laughs> let's see a revival of, of Delhi. Okay? I like it. That's a <laughs> consolation prize. I'll take that.
2: That's hilarious. Uh, you know what? One thing before you get out of here, because uh, I got to get out of here yeah. too. Well, um, actually, I got to read a super chat coming from my man Slick Crook. He says, yo, Rico, I just I just want to let you know that I'm on an airplane headed to Buffalo. This whole entire plane is filled with Buffalo fans. Let's go. Let's freaking <laughs> go. Bro. Yo, you are in for a treat when you go to this game. game is going to be meet summer. up tomorrow. <laughs> Drop by the tailgate. I like it. Vegetable fried rice. So, and I want to, in this chat, this goes for everybody in the chat. Is there an overrated food or overrated uh, meal or whatever the case is that you're like, people make this to be such a big deal, but it's crap or I can't stand it? Or is there a meal that it's underrated and people don't talk about it enough? In the chat, let me know how you guys feel about it. Um, somebody just came in and says Thai food is underrated. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to agree with that. Beef patties with, uh, with cocoa bread? Well, that's interesting. Now, here's one, here's a question for you. I was thinking, we we're, my, my wife and I were talking about this the other day and we were talking about chicken. I was like, oh, I don't know what, what kind of chicken I'm going to make today, but I'm, I'm going to cook supper, I'm going to make chicken. And then I'm like, what do I want to do with the chicken? Then I started thinking, there's people all over the place that there's certain chicken that they like. They like chicken thighs, they like chicken breasts, they like whatever. But when it comes to the prep of chicken, are you a fried chicken guy? Baked chicken guy? A stew chicken guy? Or are you just a, a regular, just like, or a deep fried chicken guy? There's air fryer and there's deep fry. What, how do you like your chicken done?
0: I'm a blackened grilled chicken guy.
2: Oh, grilled chicken. Yeah, oh, I'm just... excited.
0: Popeyes has a new blackened grilled chicken sandwich. I'm excited about that. Mm, I saw that's... the adverts. I saw the poster outside the Popeyes. I was gonna pop in today and try it, but it was like 10 in the morning, so I'll have to I... find another time. You're but... never
2: gonna do that, but I I I I dismissed my it. chicken. Grilled chicken is actually pretty decent as well. Uh chat yeah. talk to because I'm gonna put that I'm gonna put that in as a poll on my Twitter. Fried chicken, you know what I'm saying? Or, or defried or air fried, it's all the same. Fried chicken. Baked chicken, stewed chicken, or grilled chicken. And my man talked about the grilled chicken. A blackened seasoned chicken is is pretty damn good as well. But uh, I like that. Somebody said grilled marinated chicken is good too. Um, I think the baked chicken is the least of my favorites. But if it's seasoned just right, baked chicken could be really freaking good. But chicken altogether is all great. But grilled chicken is not bad at all. But anyway, I digress. I just had had to add, since we got into the food talk, uh, I had to jump in there. So beef on WECK, you're going to try that. Uh, I love your chicken wing. um, Your chicken wing take was why sauce it when it's already seasoned to deliciousness and uh, you don't need it.
0: fine as it
2: is. Chicken is fine as it is. I love everybody. So uh, that's it, man. That's our show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Jonah, Jonah, we got to do this again. We definitely got to do this again, but before you leave, I need you to make something clear to people, right? Yes. Jonah and I played football back in the day. We played on the same team and we've also played against each other. And uh, we right. talked about this in the green room, and this is your opportunity because people think I'm talking shit when I play ball, and they are oh, this guy only oh, wants to talk about football and play running back, and this, that, third. Kevin obviously makes fun of me all the time, so tell these people what it was like, either a memory or like what it was like playing with, because we played a little bit together and uh, yep. playing against, and we've been playing against each other for years. So you, you have yeah, you have front row seats as to what it was right. like. I, I mean, I have a vivid memory of. Wait, wait, before you start. Yes. Jonah was a quarterback. He's a, and he's a lefty quarterback. He, so he, he vibes with Tua. If I remember correctly. Well, I'm right
0: handed. I'm, I'm right-handed.
2: Are I'm you right handed? Lefty for some reason. Yeah. So Jonah played the quarterback position. So he, he has uh, a say in, in this, this conversation. So t- tell the people what, what you remember. Cause I know that we talked about that.
0: Well, what we were discussing you know backstage was that you were the who's that 12 year old kid
2: you see that right there that had the twitter world buzzing (laughs) yeah he he didn't
0: need a cheerleader he was he was the real deal rico was the jeremiah johnson of his day rico was the 12 year old with the mustache and the mortgage you know like he he, he was a man amongst (laughs) boys i i remember Back in 1997, we had a game against you, West Ottawa Vikings, versus the Barhaven, formerly known as
2: the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah.
0: Back, back in the day when teams <laughs> could have racial slurs as nicknames, you were on the Redskins, and and you were the running back, but you were also the punter. Do you recall being the punter, Heck and yes. they had you barking out the cadence? And I have I you have never heard a. 12 year old with a deeper
2: voice,
0: Deep voice. <laughs> than rico you had the entire team scared can i curse on the show am i allowed to yeah, use uh just,
2: you can drop a fucking elbow you, if you, you want had
0: to. you had you had a scared shitless as you were barking out that cadence getting ready to no 12 year old you sounded like james earl jones man I'm and you, um that always, was my first memory was this was this post pubescent 12 year old barking out a cadence like he's a <laughs> 10 year NFL vet. So with a you, you were the you were the Jeremiah Johnson. Are people it's the chat. I'm not looking at the chat. Are they familiar with Jeremiah Johnson? Tyler Hill mentioned
2: it. But if you guys are not familiar who Jeremiah Johnson is that freaking grown ass man that claimed to be 12 years old with tattoos, uh um, big ass mustache and, and a huge trophy in his hand and they're like, "Yo, how old are you, man?" <laughs> MVP well, 12 years old. <laughs> Shit! This boy, this boy is crazy,
0: Bro, it is, it is oh, what so It is is what it is. Funny, you, that was you, man. That was you. That was my first memory of you barking out the cadence, you running between the tackles, bouncing outside. You had you had home run speed, but you could also you you can bag a three. Da- As a twelve year old, you were a three down back. You could run the option routes. Tell them we're like I, a three package.
2: Here is the deal, and 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 this is all just all obviously jokes, but like. Um, not not that Jonah's talking shit because he's telling everything he's saying is truth. But it's just funny because a love like they hear me say when I used to play, when I used to play, and you're the only one that could vouch when I used to play and give them a little something. Vouch- that, was, that was when I was 12. Yeah, obviously. So things have changed. But anyway, Jonah, you are the man That's game plan all week, man. That was that was the game plan. Stop Rico. Stop that rhino, contain- right man. You couldn't
0: stop Rico. You could only hope to contain him. Okay.
2: Hope to contain him. That's what it was. That's, That's it. it. And if 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 McDermott knows what's good for him, and if he needs to, you know, I mean, give these guys a breather, and he wants a real running back to come through and show him how it's done. Throw in Rico, throw me in, boy. Throw me in the game. So, folks, that's it for me. I gotta get going. Uh, I really, yeah. really, truly appreciate Jonah coming through and showing love. Uh, I got a super chat coming this in. For amazing, us. Brennan. Uh, come, come on, Rico. W are on the dumb snow talk on. Say it with your chest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a W for sure. It's it's dumb. There's all this snow talk. Knock it off. Knock it all the way off. I don't want to hear shit about it. Because if Bills lose, ain't nobody going to talk about no damn weather and the snow and all that bullshit. It's going to be like the Dolphins are the real deal and this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Like, knock it off. Just play football. That's all it is. Play (laughs) damn football. That's it. So, folks, um, Jonah, I know you don't have a podcast. I know you don't have all all those things. but I got nothing to
0: promote, man. I'm just a guy (laughs) who's a fan. So I'm I'm very excited to be on the show considering that I have (laughs) nothing I'm like I'm nobody you know I'm just I'm just a friend of yours who likes the team the Bills are playing and somehow I'm a guest on what I think is the leading Buffalo Bills show on the internet so this was an absolute honor I can't believe it's been this long and too long thank you so much for the uh the invite I hope the audience I wasn't reading the comments because I've never actually been on a podcast but hopefully I wasn't
2: too boring. No, and- no, 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 no. You weren't boring at all, man. This is this. You have, you have something. Listen, we have such a distaste for Finn's fans, and Kevin has made it enjoyable, and so have you. Uh, they love yeah. to hate Kevin, but they love Kevin at the same time because Kevin just keeps it real. And you did too. You were very honest. You're honest with your take. The only one take that I'm going to blast you for is when you said that um, Gabe Davis was going to have more, uh, bigger stats than Stefan Diggs. I was almost, a sla- I was about to slap you to the, to the, to the to your, your computer. I was about to open up my, I was going to give you backhand. You didn't deserve the opening. I was going <laughs> to give you a backhand. But anyway, other than that, you were great. You were excellent. And we're definitely going to bring you on again. Um, uh, Can't maybe, wait. Maybe Tuesday night. Maybe we might try to do, try some, do something Tuesday night. Uh, but we'll go from there. But, folks, that's we'll go it. the
0: tailgate all. debrief. Absolutely.
2: Yes. I want that tailgate debrief. Yo, enjoy the game tomorrow. I hope Thank they you. send you guys home packing. Um, you guys have another guy by the name of uh, – he's a Dolphins fan, Nikki Smokes. Um, I'm not sure if you are familiar with this guy. This guy – um, bumped into one of our staple fans uh, called The Chef. He always has a chef hat, and he bumped into him.
0: Yeah, I love that guy.
2: I love The Chef. Well, your boy, Nikki Smokes, a Dolphins fan, bumped into him accidentally, somewhat on purpose, who knows, and was like, enjoy your flight home, sucker. And he was just talking a whole bunch of shit. Buffalo fans got on his ass. His shit mm-hmm. went on Barstool Sports, had over a million views. He was pumped because Dolphins don't naturally. I mean, the last six years, it's been... The last three, three years actually has been the Bills whooping your ass. So it's You're not going to This time, the Bills are going to win this one. Give me a score prediction because I know you feel the Dolphins are going to win this one. So what's your score <sighs> prediction? Buffalo 24,
0: Miami
2: 13. Uh, honest take. I like that. 24 13. You didn't go into appreciate the. appreciate that, d. Namdi namdi has been watching a long time. By the way, if if you guys yeah. enjoyed my man Jonah, show Jonah some love. Smash well. that like, Jonah. Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Where if people want
0: to uh, find you, no, I'm at, on Facebook. You know, you can find me on LinkedIn if you're looking for a lawyer. Uh, other than that, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, my guy Jonah. Uh, listen, Jonah's living in the big city right now. So Jonah, um, ne- listen, man, we might have to next year try to find ourselves to go to a Dolphins game. Hopefully, it's an early one in September, October. Yeah. Maybe We could try to catch a game together. We can try to make some
0: get out of here, man. It's not going to be the same without you, but I hopefully I see maybe I'll run into Pierre tomorrow, Zbot.
2: Yeah, the um, whole group. The Rev. whole group. I'm,
0: I'm a fan, man, of, of the entire Buffalo Fanatics family. So maybe I'll see Yo. them.
2: Yo, that's, tomorrow. that's really I, I love what
0: you guys are doing,
2: love it, Jonah. Man, first of all, you're not going to see yeah. Pierre's bum ass because Pierre lives in Virginia and uh, oh, really. Z, uh, z-bot you might see Zbot. Zbot is like uh, he flies by the seat of his pants sometimes he goes sometimes he doesn't we'll see rev rev lives in texas el paso he ain't coming, he's, he ain't coming he's way out in texas so he ain't gonna do it but one of these days we're gonna make it happen bills win bills win it's not gonna be a blowout but i think it's, it's around what you just said i think we're gonna keep you guys about 16 between 13 and 16 points and i think we put up 28 yeah. 28 points so 28 16 ish i like that that um that's uh, that game plan. I like that score. So, folks, Jonah, we appreciate you, man. And we'll definitely catch you on the flip. We'll definitely and I enjoyed this show very much, so man. It's it's nothing, nothing best than doing it with friends. So peace, love you, yeah. and uh be good out there, man. And if take I need care, a, to see you. <laughs> <laughs> take care, man. That is my guy, Jonah. I hope you guys enjoyed that, man. That he's hilarious, number one, and uh, he had some really good takes, man. So, and some 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 here and there takes, and I'm So be nice, show some love, smash that like for my man Jonah, not for me, smash it for Jonah, and uh, wait till we have him and Kevin on the same show. That will be something. So uh, folks, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks for tuning in. We had about 300 people watching tonight, so uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And uh, once again, I want to thank Jonah for coming through. Uh, Very fun, fun podcast. So let me get my, let me cue up my music so we get out of here. So you guys know what I do all the time, man. I always say, Listen, if you're going to affect someone, affect someone in a positive way, compliment, a phone call, man, I appreciate you, whatever the case is, man. We have, we're have we living in a time where you know, people are nasty out there. So uh, make sure that you can get you in. Know, be a positive light in someone's life right now. And for those going to the game, enjoy the game. And for my man, Jeff B., Jeff B said if he was playing against me, he'd put a hat on me. Boy, I would truck your ass. I would truck your ass. And i would make it then we go up again and make it look like I was gonna truck your ass. And then I'd juke you and make you taste grass. That's how nice I was. Anyway. <laughs> that's for my guy, Jeff B. Appreciate y'all, man. I gotta get out of here because my black ass gonna be late. You know how black folks are, so that's why I was late. Um, but not this one. Anyway, holla, it, boy. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time. Boy, and I'm gone. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Free game show. And then my man Pierre is gonna be running it. And then we're gonna have a good time, man. So we gotta win this game. You guys already know what it is, man. And until next time, I'm gone. Peace.
1: The people of the world, 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 the
2: people of the world, the people of the world, the, 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 the,